this recording. Uh, record? Yeah, no, we, uh, you know you gotta start off that podcast with a, with a good old-fashioned whiskey drink. Oh, is it Crown Apple? And Is it Grizz if you Grizz in here? Uh, we gotta, we should probably tell that story. You wanna, do you wanna tell that story? We could. Are we gonna break that story out on this pod? We could break that story out. That's what, bag, that's 2015 talk right there. That is. That is like, it seems like it was yesterday. It was, uh, it was pretty awesome. So, we can start talking about it. Why not? Cinco, uh, yes. Cinco de Mayo. Oh, it was. 2015. Yeah, because we were at that, we were at that Mexican spot, and we had those, uh, that, those margaritas. That's true. That's true. Who are we with? Uh, I know it was I think it was like with some cross no Dan was with us uh, that's right yeah we were oh with yeah the oh yeah CrossFit Collierville crew man. CrossFit Collierville yeah that's that was a cause that was a, back in the day when I didn't have a real job um and so I had no worries about being hungover after we uh whooped that warrior butt yeah, no, I was I was full fledged full fledged working at the time. Excuse me, I censored myself. It's my podcast. I should have said whip that warrior ass. I said butt. Like that's a that's a man card thing. Are you like uh, are you like try, are you trying to censor yourself? Is this gonna be family friendly? Is that what this is? Dude, no. I mean, I ex- I <laughs> I explicitly made sure to use the explicit <laughs> tab on my on iTunes so that uh, no no. Uh, you know, no stay-at-home moms get confused when they listen to our pod. No stay-at-home moms get confused when we say ass or... Hey, if it's if it's three letters, it's okay. Yeah, I was, you know, three letters are good. It limits you. you know, it limits you. Word, though, well, if, it's, if, it's, if it's four letters or less, it's, it's, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay, so to go back to the story, long story yeah. short, we, we, we had about two or three pictures of margaritas and it mm-hmm. was it was well we're talking oh. about the grizzly grizzly oh god yeah. and so it was uh this left the scene it was the it was the year that the uh, grizzlies played the warriors in the second round um i think the warriors were that was they were the one seed that year weren't they it was like one versus four or something like that we beat the uh uh we didn't beat the clippers that year that was the year we beat Just the warriors was it the Bla- we beat the Blazers. Blazers? We beat the Blazers in the first round, and uh, played the Spurs in the second round. I think we were the four or five with the Blazers, um, and then played Golden State in the first or in the second round. And then well, that was the we were all, it was tied one one. I think that was the home game, the second home game, or no, the first home game we won that went up two one, where Tony Allen was like ripping Clay Thompson every time he brought the ball down the court. Yeah, averaging five steals a game that series. Dude, it was yeah, it was basically people were like, "Can the Grizzlies or like can any like can they, did, did they find the kryptonite for the Warriors?" But uh, we decided after we had already drank margaritas, margaritas that we would come home and take shots of Crown, a fifth of Crown, just you and the whole fifth of Crown. But we were taking it shots at a time, based on good plays by the Grizzlies, and we were very. Loose with what we call a good play. It was three points every time. Every, <laughs> yeah. every three. Points. Every time we scored. And let's be clear, you didn't drink the whole fifth, but it was a good solid. It's pretty close. Fifth. It may have already had like a shot out of it or something. Long story short, J Mac didn't have to go to work the next day. Your boy woke up at ten thirty and blamed his tardiness on <laughs> busted pipes. <laughs> All right, FedEx, close your ears. Close your ears. Uh, <laughs> uh, my former bosses are on. Busted. Yeah. He so, yeah, I didn't have to worry about the next day. My, Mike was drinking too, but I think you were the smarter one of the three. I stopped after, like, shot two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were like, because you, you had to be up earlier than us anyway. I was like, it's a Wednesday uh, night. It's a Wednesday <laughs> night, guys. Like, but Grizz we're in college. Grizz. <laughs> it's not like our classes don't start till 11.30 tomorrow. It's like... J-Mac was pushing no like three jobs. Times, so it didn't matter. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> J-Mac was... Uh, He's working the night shift. 
I basically had three jobs, but I didn't have a job. So that was how much it, that was basically what it was. Didn't uh, didn't have a, a job, but had three. Um, Damn! If you had to list all of your jobs on your on your resume, how many would that include? Like seven? Three pages. Well, if I listed them all in regardless of relevance to the applying position, then it would be pretty. It would be a lot. If I started, even if I just started at college, like it would be, it'd be up there. <laughs> I mean, I've done a little bit here and there. I could probably exaggerate and put some other stuff on it. Sweet potato farm manager. I mean, that's the top of every resume. Manager, quality control specialist. Quality control. That was a uh, that was Patterson Warehouse, but probably learned more at the Sweet Potato Farm than anywhere in life. Though, let's be real. I did. I definitely did. Uh, those were some those were some mornings. Sick. About seventy hours a week, six days a week. <laughs> it was uh, it was it was a time, but that was. Uh, that summer was, uh, you know, in between. It was before I made the move to Cali. So uh, I didn't have much going on. And so we took, we went shot for shot. Me and me and Balake is what we were referring to you at the time. And that was really iconic Snapchat where I filmed Blake and said, Grizz if you Grizz, Grizz if you Grizz, etc., etc. Continuing. So... <laughs> Uh, it was pretty iconic. I uh, got nominated for a Teen Choice Award. Teen Choice, for but, sure. Yeah, I mean, it did, it did, we didn't win. We lost to some just, like, Nickelodeon asshole, but yeah. it was up there. Some, some Probably Jake Paul. Yeah, J- yeah. <laughs> Jake Paul, for sure. We should just make a podcast where we just Rare. talk shit about Jake Paul. Because, yeah. I mean, evidently that gets you in the news these days. I mean, you can talk a lot of shit about Jake Paul. You could. I probably watch those videos more than a twenty-five-year-old uh, should, but I mean, it is what it is. That's neither here nor there. But... <laughs> it's neither here. It's actually, it is here, but it's not. There. No. Um, so yeah, that was a that was a one of my favorite all-time Grizz moments, right up there with the triple overtime win against OKC that me and Mike were were at. Uh, I think that was freshman year. Three oh eight, I think. Three oh eight. Yeah, something. It was 208, 208, yeah. We don't have that many levels in the Russell farm. Westbrook had a buzzer beater in the second overtime to take it to the third. Uh, that was incredible, yeah. I think, I, think, I think there was a Grievous Vasquez buzzer beater in that game in yeah, favor of us. Yeah, I think it was after the first overtime. Yeah, either that or regulation. And that was the best backup point guard we've had that I can remember. So, <laughs> still bring him back. To give you a little background on that game, the, the hype was real on that game. Three overtime, I think it was some of the most electrifying, electric atmosphere in the forum to date. At the, I, I'm, it's out there. It's top five. So, yeah, because uh, we beat the Thunder that year, right? Yeah. That was the year before they went to the finals. Yeah. No, no, no. That was the oh, year that after. Was, no, that was – was that the year that they did go to the finals? I think that was the year after because they went to the finals my senior year of high school. I remember that. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, girl I was dating at the time went to the game. That shall be named later. Yeah. <laughs> shall so, not be named. Shall not be named. To be determined. Over, over <laughs> yeah, uh, legal reasons. Um, fell asleep. Oh. If yeah, you this can. is bad. Yeah. Well, she's not your girlfriend. Yeah, thus, thus <laughs> this is why she is currently not. <laughs> My I mean, that's, a, that's, <laughs> that's bad. I mean, but that's one of those things where, like, if you left the game early, too, like, you know there are people that did that. And like, it's just... Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I just don't understand how you fall asleep in an atmosphere like that. understood. Everybody on their feet, and she's the only one sitting down. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Was she there? She was at the game. We were, <laughs> we were both at the game. She fell asleep. In the I'm this whole time I'm thinking that she fell asleep like on the couch. No, with, no, like a Dr Pepper. I would even yeah. mention like, the story if he was if the the girl was at her house sleeping on the couch. Like she, yeah, J Mac. I was I was in the stand section two twenty eight. There, popcorn in hand, screaming. The popcorn, it, it's. At you trying to you trying to you trying to talk trash about your section being better than me and Mike? 
Yeah, I mean, 228 was pretty live that game. We so. had the whole road to ourselves. Dude, we could run up and down at one. Our, this is the thing. Our backs were against the wall, literally and figuratively, because we were at the top row. Top row. Oh, yeah. So we had a back, like a seat, like a rest against the wall. Like we could stand up and like you know, prop ourselves up if we got tired. It's a three overtime game. You were tired. Stayed up a lot. But man, falling asleep at the game—that's crazy. Yeah. So it was. Uh, I questioned a lot after that game. Yeah. Well, as you should. As you should. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, getting back to what this podcast is uh, about Wait, basketball. What is? Let's talk about. We're talking about classic Grizz games. Classic. We could we could reminisce. There's only a few. For, we could. For <laughs> I was about to say, there's like that one year that we beat the Spurs, and then that overtime game. <laughs> I will say though, games three and four at home against the Spurs, like, those are some of the best playoff games I've ever been to as a Grizzlies. This past season? Yeah, and I, I mean, I've, I've been to the triple overtime game. I've been to a couple other big ones, but those two were fun. No, I, I wish I was there, man. Those games look – I mean, I think it was game three that was uh, – was it overtime? It was the – Yeah, game three. Game three was the OT game where Kawhi kept hitting buzzer beaters. Yeah, it was game three. Man. Well, like like Blake said, we're kind of uh, piggybacking off of that. That was the last series the Grizzlies played yesterday. The uh, 2018 regular season schedule came out. Well, I guess 17 slash 18 season wow. schedule came out. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna go game by game, in depth. Bre- no, just kidding. We're not gonna do that. <laughs> That sounds like the worst podcast in the world. No, let's uh, let's. I guess my my thing is, what is initial thoughts? Initial thoughts. Initial thoughts. Well, Strictly initial for- thoughts is we have one home game against Golden. Uh, I think I heard heard that earlier on Twitter that we have one home game against Golden State, which is sucks for like sucks for our buddy Walker. And one against the Timberwolves. Yeah, like two like. Very good teams this year. Hype team, big national TV, which I pulled that up too. Is the national TV schedule, and I think the uh, would we include the would we Timberwolves have seventeen games? Like they're a top ticket team this year. Would we include NBA TV as, uh, as nationally televised? Yeah. Would, no, yeah, that counts technically. Uh, I mean, I think I think we have uh, we have two ESPN games, right? No, I think we have like six total. ESPN? Um, no, three total. Excuse me, three. They, this one didn't count the NBA TV games. Okay. But I think we have like one or two of those. Which we're not, We just won't even count those. We have two ESPN games, one TNT game. Yeah. One of those ESPN games is probably the Martin Luther King game. Uh, it's actually we TNT. Always have. The Martin Luther King. That's actually TNT? Yeah. Uh, well, so that's our TNT game. I think TNT is the more premier NBA. Yeah. Uh, it's prime time. National coverage to be on because – TNT is always better than ESPN to be, in my opinion. Yeah, oh, I mean it's the prime time. You got on, the on coverage, on coverage. You got the inside the NBA. Yeah, yeah. Check. You just can't. Just, I, I like to just hear because you know they're going to talk about your team when you have a game on TNT, and I like to hear Chuck always. You know, Chuck always has some some interesting comments about the Grizzlies, whether they're right or wrong. <laughs> he he usually he usually has positive things to say. He loves the Grizzlies. He does. He does. He probably wishes he played for him. Dude, I almost uh, said that. He probably could. I almost said that. Yeah. <laughs> like, he would have loved to play for the Grizzlies. Oh, yeah. Especially like, uh, back in the day with the post game. But, but yeah, I mean, national TV, we always get the shaft on that. It's n- nothing new here. Uh, as we get older and have a little more cash to spend, we can splurge on League Pass or local markets, get it on Fox anyway. So Hey, just, just kind of... You know, talking about nationally televised games. So, if you're not familiar with Memphis, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. Junior? No, not Junior. Yeah, you're right. Not, uh, no, it is. It was Junior. It is Junior. Anyway, I was going. trying to make you question your facts. Uh, yeah, I know. You made, you made me question. Anyway, oh God, this is a history lesson, Blake. History Gordon. lesson. They didn't want to give us a the game, the MLK game at home. Last year. Yeah. So, 
Because uh, it wasn't actually on MLK Day. It was like the day after. No, it was the sun. No, it, it was the day before. It was the day before. Yeah, it was like weird. It was like nine o'clock game. Yeah, it was a weird game. Um, one interesting thing here, after Blake's fantastic fact uh, check, fact check. make sure you win. break down. Uh, I'm looking at the NFL or the actually NCAA football. Schedule. <laughs> We're gonna move this to NFL. No, no, no. <laughs> football schedule because the weird thing is, is we got the Warriors like literally the second game of the year, which is on a Saturday night. Yeah. Friday night. No. Friday night. Saturday. It's Saturday. a Saturday. looking at it wrong. It says Saturday at the one I'm looking at. Check, check, talking, check. Another fact check. Anyway, um, I'm Same just from a home turnout, how it will affect the forum, at least to set the tone that evening. Because I was asking, I was listening to Gary Parrish today, or no, it was Jeff Calkins. And I'll ask you this, J Mac. If I told you we were about to go to the Grizzlies game, watch the Warriors play, and yeah. you had the opportunity to sit at home on your couch, Watch the Grizzlies play, but also watch three or four football games throughout the night. What are you probably going to do? That's a tough one because, I mean, it obviously depends on the football TV slate. Don't lie to me. You know you're going to sit on that couch. <laughs> Dude, it's hard, it, especially if I have a ticket for that game. And uh, if I own a ticket for that game and I can sell it and make a couple hundred dollars like I know you guys love to do. Here's a game. Here's a couple yeah. games for you. Alabama and Tennessee play that night. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, like if you can... Arkansas and Auburn will be a good game to watch. We play... No, yeah, like the TV, like the Saturday night in the early, in the in the fall season of NBA is really rough uh, as far as, um, you know, viewership. Because, like, especially in the regional area like Memphis, it's, you know, you're, 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 you're not getting as many viewers. You don't get as many viewers as a, in any night. <laughs> like the the uh, I'm not the NBA about finals viewers. get less views than like Monday Night Football. I'm not but, talking um, about viewers. I'm talking about just packing out the forum. First I think it'll pack out. It's, I, th- I think it will. I think you. Well, I think you'll see more that. people take selling it. their ticket, but it'll pack out. Well, I'm just saying, like, sell your ticket. Don't sell your ticket. I mean, it's the only time the Golden State Warriors come to Memphis, so the, the forum will be sold out. It's going to be a sold out game. It's it early in the season. It's before there's any time for like negative stuff as far as record or you know whether you're good or bad. Well, would they be in the second game of the season? I, I don't. Think, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it's going to be a packed house. Hopefully, being one and zero is the goal. Yeah, that's the thing. You should go into a one and zero and. I mean that like you got I mean it's 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 an important game and I know it's like second game of the season but all, those games are always important. I mean it's more of a it's more of a I don't know set the tone. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, I know there was one kind of thing like I kind of wanted to break the schedule off into sections. Yeah. Uh, and like something I had mentioned to Mike yesterday was how I kind of view the first part of our schedule like the first section of our schedule are the games that we're going to be playing without Ben McLemore. Yeah. Which he's not a household name by any means. He's got a two. He's making five million dollars a year. He's not. He's not like anybody's uh, golden child or anything like that. But he's an important player for you know the Grizzlies, the dynamic of the Grizzlies team. And I really think that a change of scenery. People, there are you know NBA fans that are hopeful that a change of scenery really you know improves him. You know he was a top ten pick coming out of college. So there's some, there was some hype there in a different situation good situation with you know as far as he's not one of the he's probably the fourth or fifth best starter on the court so it's uh it was an interesting dynamic but he broke his uh i don't know the, was he he break his foot or strain his uh yeah he injured his foot who cares he injured his foot uh like a couple a couple days like last week or a week and a half ago and he set to miss about 3 months uh yeah it was with, like, it was before he can go back 12 weeks, yeah. Yeah, 12 weeks. So he's already projected not to be available until we get into November. So probably around the first week or so in November. And then you also got to see, like, is he going to be in game shape with a lower body injury that takes longer time because he can't be, you know, working out his, his lower his lower half as much or as, as strenuous as he would be normally. So, so hey. you're looking at safe estimate. He's ready to go midway through the first of december or midway through december you're hoping that he's like in the rotation ready to go and that's i mean that's a big chunk of the season we have some really tough games in those first 
you know, in Oct- early Oct- late October, early November, we have some really tough games there, especially, you know, plus yeah. playing the Rockets like four times. So yeah. Yeah, I think so that's going to be. Yeah, yeah. No, like you were saying, uh, we play Houston three times in October, November. Um, I know we play, we play San Antonio once, Golden State once. Um, hey, we played the, the Trailblazers. I think we played Dallas three times in that time span. So, I mean. Yeah. It's, Portland. We played Dallas, yeah, Dallas three times and Houston four times, and you got the Clippers in there, San Antonio in there. Like, it's a tough schedule to begin with. Um, looks like, I mean, you know, there's only like one big road trip in there, which is uh, a West Coast trip, which, you know, you got the Clippers and, and uh, Lakers and, and Houston in that. So, I mean, that you're hoping to come out of there uh, looking, you know, kind of steady. Uh, we don't know who's going to start at the two right now. But I do think that's like an important to see how we play without him because he was projected to be a starter, especially if Tony Allen is not coming back. So he was projected to be a starter, and I think that's going to be kind of a, a trying few, you know, month or so for uh, for the team because you, you you're probably going to have to be starting somebody that you didn't plan on before, uh, you know, a wee week or two ago. You saying Dallas is tough? No, I'm just I was referring to how many times that we play them. Yeah. Oh, I would rather play them four times than the first <laughs> 16 games. <laughs> That's true. We actually played the Rockets five times in five weeks. If you yeah, include, that's if you include the preseason. No, yeah, that's insane. But it, it, besides the point, um, I think it's better that we play them early anyway. Yeah, I'd rather get those Rockets games out of the way. Uh, November doesn't seem too bad if you're just looking no. down the line. I mean, you got. Orlando, Los Angeles, um, Indiana, Dallas, Denver, Brooklyn. I mean, some of those are trash teams. But, yeah, going on the road to San Antonio, Houston. Well, that's what you got to look Portland, at. Portland, Clippers. Look, well, if you think about it, you play Houston twice in November, and you're on, what, yeah. like a five-game West Coast road trip? So it's, it's going to be a trying month, that's for sure. December, well, horrible. Yeah. yeah. Well, you look – I mean, you're playing the Houston, Portland, and L.A. Clippers – like those those three teams right there yeah. are going to be teams that are right around. Well, I, but I mean, I say Houston. I, I think Houston's going to be in that th- one to three range. But still, they're going to be in that middle of the pack uh, as far as you know the Clippers in Portland. Like they're in Denver. Actually, I forgot about Denver with their improve. You know, with Millsap and everything. There, those are three legit playoff caliber teams that you're playing multiple times uh, in that in that month. So it's going to be. I mean. It's an early game. I mean, Grizzlies, you know, they're kind of they're not always the best uh, best starting team, uh, but they do play good against good teams. So, I think that's something we have uh, to, to hold on to at least. Yeah, we're also not really a, we're not a very good road team to say the least either. <laughs> yeah, last year was an experiment. I, I think uh, I'm I'm ready for year two in Fizdale's system, but we're good again. Uh, we're good on the road against good teams. <laughs> we just suck all around against bad teams. Bad against bad teams. You give us the Brooklyn Nets three games in a row, and we're probably losing two of them. We'll probably lose all three games. Unbelievable. But, I mean, there's not, like, anything too crazy uh, that stands out about the schedule. Uh, like I said, there's not a lot of national TV games, but, uh, you know, we – it's uh, it's your it's your normal uh, murderer's row in the Western Conference, so you're going to have – there's even more teams this year that are looking to be playoff caliber, like Denver and Portland was the eight seed last year. Um, Clippers have downgraded slightly, but they're still solid. Uh, New Orleans is going to be in it early. We all they always play us tough, uh, as well as some other guys like you know Sacramento and Phoenix that I think are going to throw shots at big teams. They're not going to make the playoffs by any means, but they're going to throw shots. And we all also Oklahoma City, so I think it's going to be. I mean, it's gonna be tough, man. It's, I think overall the West is better. Than, I mean, of course it's better than it was last year, but I mean I still hold out that I think if we stays healthy for the most part with our top three to four guys, I, I think we have a good shot to be in the uh, you know the four through uh, four through seven range. Ooh, that's bold. Four is bold. Four, Give me four, something. Five. I'm saying like I'm saying like ceiling. Ceiling is like four. Oh, like man, I don't, I, absolute absolute best case scenario. You're four? a four seed. I'm saying absolute best case. Like your odds are, it's not going to happen. As a Grizzlies season ticket holder, <laughs> avid fan, expert, I, I, yeah, self-proclaimed expert. No, the, the ceiling. If, if you're, if you want to be honest with yourself, 
the ceiling is what six, maybe. I would agree. I would say six. Four yeah. is well, because you got to think. Fr- fringe playoff teams last year. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder added PG. You know what I'm saying? The Timberwolves got really. I mean, they upgraded tremendously. I mean, you got to think. I mean, it's it's going to be the teams that you expect. Utah won't be as good. I'm just, yeah, you, the Jazz are not going to be as good. But if you take the no, team no, that's you know, supposed to be good and, and sprinkle in all those teams right. that got pretty good offseason pickups, I mean, I think. I think this might be this might be a real real tough year for the Grizz. Over under forty five games wins. Jacob. If you're setting the number at forty five. I'm setting my number at forty five. Dude, I I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a lot of crap for this, but I'm going over. I really am. I mean, I already, you know, I've talked to multiple people. I uh, I might have some unsanctioned bets uh, for us to have a better record than the uh timberwolves and this isn't me being i know i mean this is this is that's a bold take it's a hot take but like i just it never things don't always work out as planned for these teams that make these new additions and offseason i mean and i'm not but i'm but i mean i'm not taking away from how good they are and if they are a number four seed in the league like it's not going to surprise anybody like it's okay well they were they lived up to their hype and you've also, like you said, have Oklahoma City to improve. But I still think that the moves that the Grizzlies made and the, the makeup of the roster and also year two for Conley and Gasol and Fisdell's system, I think that we are going to be a better team last year. And if we won like 42 or 43 games last year, I don't think 45 is out of the question. We, I mean, we could be a better team and then finish with the same record because of the competitiveness of the conference. But I think we have a chance. If we can, the way we play against – the top tier. I think we have room to lose a few of those games against the top four teams in the league and still be able to stay in the middle of the pack as long as we stay consistent and stay healthy and obviously Chandler's there. There's a lot of things that go into that, and I'm not trying to sit here and say that we're going to have home court advantage in the first round. I think that's the ceiling just because I think that 50 to 53 wins is going to be like it was this past year, you know, the four to five range. And that, I'm just like saying mathematically, I think it could happen if some things fall our way. But odds are we're in that six to seven to eight. The so 50 wins? 50? No, I mean, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm saying I think that if, the, if we stay healthy, if we stay healthy for the whole season, I think that's not unrealistic. So, like the upper side of, four, you know, the, the higher side of 45. You're on the. So here, here's why I'm going to say under. 45 okay. games. Okay, on paper, on paper we look younger, we look faster, but you lose key guys in Zach Randolph, you lose Vince Carter, who, while he doesn't play a ton of minutes and score a ton of points, he has those intangibles that you look for in a, in a vet to come off the bench, to set the tone. You're losing one of the, the better defenders that we've had on our team in Tony Allen, who was second team all-NBA, all-defensive uh, team. Um, you still have Chandler Parsons that wasn't worth his weight and you may, it wasn't worth as far as I could throw him last last year. So, I mean, while he's had a really good offseason, he's put in the work. I feel like he's he's developed the mindset that he's got to be that guy, the $94 million guy. On paper, we look a lot better, but I think with the Macklemore injury, with with – all of our players being newer than mm-hmm. than uh, all of our players coming in that are new, I think it's going to take a while to mesh. Ben Macklemore is not going to be you know game shape ready until December. I think I think under forty five is I would put I would put a a G spot on it. Ooh. <laughs> Damn, yeah, you got that kind of money. Emphasis on the G spot. No, I'd put it on credit because your boy doesn't have that kind of money. <laughs> Hey, that's what that's what adult life's all about. I get able to apply for credit cards. I would say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mike, what you what you got? I'm setting my own line at 45. I'm thinking it's 45. 45 and a half. 44 and a half. <laughs> if it's 44 and a half, I'm going over. If it's 45 and a half, I'm going under. That's what I'm. <laughs> Man, that's a that's a a better th- that's a gambler. Hold on, hold on. Right I there. take one I thing. I take mine. One thing you got to remember here. 
is we should all go to Bovada or whatever your local bookie is and put five dollars down on the Grizzlies going to the finals. You put oh, you, you put five year. down, you win one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. What Whoa. kind of advice are you gonna get better than that? <laughs> we can. That's really the odds. Like that's the payout. Yeah, yeah Mike. Thirty imagine. plus thirty thousand. Man, I'm throw more than five dollars on that. <laughs> Maybe a ten spot. Maybe a tenner. <laughs> so I'm looking at also what the actual uh, odd sharks mm-hmm. say about the win totals. Yeah. Keep talking. I'm gonna look it up. Oh. Stay tuned. No. So yeah. So I I think I mean. No, you're you're cons- you're like your reasons were totally like legitimate, yeah. and I mean a, a lot of t- I mean the Kevin Pelton's rankings on ESPN, which all he went by were real plus minus, which is skewed yeah. because our projected yeah. starting lineup has Chandler in it. Is uh, from last year his numbers are bad. Isn't Ben? He, he had us like thirty something games. Yeah. yeah, Ben McMore is terrible in that stat too. <laughs> but I think that's more like uh, let's look at the whole Kings roster and see what their numbers look like, but. But yeah, I mean, they projected us to be like a 35-win team, and it's like, I mean, I'd say that's the floor. I'd say the floor for this team is missing the playoffs and having a really, really down season to make you wonder if, you know, you got to make some major moves. And I mean, that's well, I mean, that's the floor. That's been that 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 I feel like has been the floor for the past like four years. Yeah. <laughs> Though, so you, that, take it, you know, take it as you may. But well, if you, you just know. go off last season, we. I, Talking about, and you referred to Kevin Pelton's rankings. He had us at, uh, I think, 39 wins mm-hmm. uh, the season before, and we won 42 games. So, I mean, while we while we do slightly better than the all-knowing, great analytic mind of Kevin Pelton and his team, I mean, I think he might be closer to accurate this this year. Yeah, than, you know what I'm saying. I hope not. The Grizz fan in me hopes. Of course, not, yeah. But you know, so what? okay. Vegas, yeah, Mike with the numbers. VegasInsider.com. Shout out. This was Man. posted in July. Like mid-July, so about a month. Over under Grizzlies, 40 and a half. See, I like that number. Like, I would definitely bet on, like, over on 40. I feel good about that. Like, because if you go under 40, that just means that shit hit the fan and it was a terrible season, and it's it's a wash anyway. But I think forty, like that's a like they'll probably get that'll be probably a popular bet for them to go Keep over. Keep in that. mind that this is pre Ben Mackle, Ben Ben injury. Hey, all that matters is what's live now. I mean, hey, those are not that's not live now. That's July. That's the live, my man. Ben Mclemore had some of the worst stats in the NBA before he signed with us. I mean, well, would you of, expect him to like go well, out there and? Make like a three or four win difference for us, like right off the bat. He doesn't have a. He's a body. He's a projected starter. I mean, yeah, absolutely. They probably haven't released updated lines since the schedule released, have they? I'm, st- I'm, I'm, still, I'm, I'm sure they I'm have. Not, I mean, I'm not sold on Ben McElmore being like this vital. I'm just saying, like he's he's a body to our team, a starting body. Yeah. So. He's a more upgraded Troy Daniel. I think the. <laughs> I think the interesting is he upgraded? No, I'm just kidding. Is uh okay, is that an upgrade? I think interesting. I think it's okay. interesting who we're going to start at the two. Like, do you have a scenario where some teams have done this? I mean, there's you've seen it a lot in college where you'll have a starting lineup that doesn't play that many minutes together, or a st- a fifth starter that doesn't play but like twenty minutes a game. Could you see Troy Daniels being the starting two guard? And playing about, you know, what his normal time would be off the bench, like 15 to 20 minutes a game. Like, could you see that as a as a stopgap? Or do you think we should go with a more, you know, better all-around player? I mean, I, I'm not a proponent of starting Tyreek Evans. I really am not. Uh, I don't really know who you would go to for a two-guard. I think somebody threw out Andrew Harrison the other day, and I'll, like, th- like spit yeah, my lunch out. It was just, he will start. Yeah, I, I guarantee he'll start against the I, I mean, honestly, the what made me so mad was that I could see it happening. Like, it? Please don't publicize that idea. Don't get anybody's – Yeah, let's, let's, let's squash that idea right now. Yeah, it is I mean, it's just, dude. He loves that guy. He's still giving him hope. It's like, do you think – let's just put it this way. If Andrew Harrison was not on our team, would we be any worse – who would you have there instead? I'm just saying. Well, you're saying if if uh, worse if if, if if Andrew Harrison was not on our team, 
at all this season? Would we be better or worse? Oh, I Let's think we'd be better. Dang, let's just say no one takes his place. We, I think we'd be better. I think we would be better. That's I'm I'm I, agreeing with you all the way. I think we would be I think we would be better. Yeah, I like said I, he's I, going I to start. That doesn't mean I said he deserves to start. He will not start a piece. He's trash, but Fisdale loves him. Mark my words. Yeah, no, I'll the start. organization loves him. I I think you take. And I'm not like. I mean, this podcast has been known to predict to to be on be on Andrew pretty hard. I'm not a fan of him. Wasn't a fan of him in college. I think him getting many minutes at all takes minutes away from somebody else that could either use them more or actually be better in the moment. Like whether or not you want to say Wade Baldwin is better than Andrew right now or not, that's fine. I'm not going to fight you over that. But I think he benefits. I think Wade Baldwin being the third point guard or the at least the guy who gets those 15 minutes a game that Andrews probably might get this season, I think it's better served for him to get that, you to see what you have in year two, him to get those minutes instead of him getting three minutes a game. And, you know, I just and, – and then see – because Andrew Harrison is what Andrew Harrison is. That's what I was going to point out. Like, I was going to point out – Wade Baldwin still has a higher ceiling than Andrew Harrison does. You hit it right on the head, man. Andrew Harrison is what he is. He's not going to get much better at all, if any, than he is currently. And Wade Baldwin, I mean, you, you have a, a first-round pick, a number 15 first-round pick on him, on the guy. Let's see what he has. Yeah. It's uh, one of our uh, seldom first-round picks not used on a Kansas player. Yeah. Kobe Simmons all day. Oh, let's uh, – Kobe Simmons. I, we have not mentioned it on this podcast to date. I'm not sure. Mario Chalmers back with oh, the Grizz. Yeah. We haven't really talked about roster moves at all because we had a couple uh, weeks in a row where we had technical Tony difficulties. Still on the roster, according to ESPN. Hey, let's let's get our let's get yeah. our stats and stats and bullshit guy pulling up our, our roster. Who who what's our? I already have it up. Oh, let's uh, let's wow. talk about moves right now. Let's who we got? Who we got? Well, I mean, if you want to just start off with uh, Chalmers, I mean that was a, yeah. a move that. You know, no one really picked him up last year. People were wondering how he was going to come back from the Achilles. Uh, they kind of just let it play out. He came comes back on a one-year deal, which is really small, and it's barely any money guaranteed. So it's a it's a no-risk deal for us. One and, and a half million. Right, right. And I think it's even less guaranteed. It's like thirty thousand or something. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a win win for both people. It's cheap. It's where if he comes out and he looks like he's 40 years old because of his injury, you can cut him after a month and not really lose anything. So, But I think that the dynamic with him and Conley together, I mean, I'd rather have him than Andrew Harrison starting in the two-guard. Yeah, that's what I, I don't think he's ready for that yet, but I I don't think that's not, your, that's not my ideal scenario. But if I was given the choice, I would pick him over Harrison as the starting two-guard. But Yeah, so... So we're just just going down. Let's hey, okay. So Mike and Mario, we got point guards. The the two PGs along with you do have Wade Baldwin there. You do have Andrew Harrison, which I guess you can consider him a, a one two. Yeah. So yeah, I mean uh, yeah, I mean he's kind of just there. We play uh, Zagorak. Zagorak. I think Zagorak is going to get more minutes in. Well, I don't know how they structure that this year. If he can, pl- how many he's allowed to play in uh, the G League, but I do think that he's going to be served there more. He's going to get more reps there. Um, I mean, so he's a both way guy. I think he's a both. Well, he's not a two way contract guy, but I think That's he's a guy that could be. Uh, I think you can still send him down yeah, and replace him. With, I think you can still do that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He, he, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can still do that. Uh, they just basically not being a two-way player means you're ha- you're on a guaranteed pro contract. If you sign a two-way contract like Simmons, that means you're getting paid way less than like Zagorak or whatever. So I, I guess to go back to your question about the two guard, while while Ben McLemore is out and or not mm-hmm. in game shape, do you take a uh, keeping Andrew Harrison out of the conversation completely? Um, yeah. yeah, completely. Um, who would you rather come off the bench, Tyreek or Troy Daniels? If, if that's where, if that's where. Oh, it's... I'd rather Tyreek come off the bench, hundred percent. That's what. I'll... And also, you know, we forget too that Selden, who had a really good summer and played, started for us that position in the playoffs, he could also be a, a factor there. Yeah, I, mean, so, I would say 
Well, now that you, I forgot about Selden. I would think yeah. now it would be Conley, Selden, Parsons, uh, Jam. If 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 Jam comes back, which I think Jam he, I mean, and, he's, uh, he's there. All, all, all signs point. Yeah, we still own his rights, uh, so any deal that he signs, we can match. But and at this point, at this point, you have to match it if you're the so. At this point, like you know, I heard Mike Wallace talk about it today. Like at this point, it's. It's one of those kind of where he's upset the market didn't give him a better offer, and he's probably just doing his due diligence and waiting to see if something happens. Maybe a team makes a trade. You know, maybe a team like Cleveland or whoever is involved in maybe a Kyrie mid you know preseason trade. All of a sudden, there's a team that has some cap space left, and they want to make a throw at a young Jamichael Green. So he's basically just waiting, probably till the start of training camp, and, and then he and then he signs it. But you know, where I, is I Tony Allen there. signing? That's the question. I, I think he plays. I think he plays somewhere. Well, no, I think I may not play the where? whole season, but I think he a playoff team like a you know a Cleveland or a Boston or no not a Boston. They have too many guards. Maybe a uh, a Clippers. I could see Doc Rivers making a throw at him. I could see yeah. that. Well, let's just let's just not going out on a limb at all. With him not playing for the Grizzlies, he's definitely going to chase that ring. So. Yeah, no, he. I mean, he, he rightfully he should. I mean, I think a team that like I mean the Warriors or somebody. I really think that if Cleveland can afford a, a minimum like whatever he's going to cost a vet. A very you know a million dollars something like that i think that's an interesting uh, play or for somebody like oklahoma city like you think about what tony Al- tony allen in another place besides memphis i mean obviously you wonder about his the effort but i don't think it's going to be a question uh tony allen somewhere other than memphis where he's the starting go- two guard and plays 35 minutes a game he's a bench player that plays 15 to 20 minutes a game and comes out and guards your best player in the middle, like the second and third quarter, maybe even in the fourth. Like that's, you know, he gives Paul George or Russell Westbrook a break on whoever the next other star is. Like I think that him, him, his fit on a good playoff team outside of Memphis is probably perfect, which I wish that could be what he is with Memphis, but he can't. You can't have Tony Allen and be, and not be a major player. Any chance of them maybe getting in with the Rockets or something? That was another team. I, yeah, that was that, another uh, team. Yeah. I feel like that would be a good fit for them. I mean, they're a scrappy bunch, and that's where Tony Allen needs to be with a scrappy team. Yeah. I mean, you think about, like, the, all the offensive talent they have there. I think, you know, Tony Allen would have a place have a place on that roster. Uh, you know, he, he could play, like I said, 15 minutes a game, and you go, you go out and you guard Kevin Durant, you guard LeBron James, you guard guys like that. And you give him issues, you give him problems. So uh, he's a, he's a specialist player. He's been that way for a while, but in Memphis it was just different, like we said. And you know, I, I think he signed somewhere though. I just I I hate for you know I hate to see those guys go, but I, I think letting them both go at the same time was probably the right decision. Yeah, I think we I think we made the right decision. When we... You just cut you just cut the fat, not the fat. That's a bad way to term it because those guys aren't worthless. But you cut the ties at one time. You have the emotional, you know, roller coaster that comes with that. You do it early, so I, I think it was. I think we made the right decision. It's just there's not a, it's not a great, it's not a great feeling either way. But I think it's you know the right one. It was an awkward exit, to say the least. No, I'm sure, at least from observing it yeah. from the outside perspective. But I'm sure they probably both looked at each other, meeting the owners, Chris Wallace and Tony, and it's like, look. You already know. It's right. We, you know, Zach's gonna get a deal. He's been useful. Vince is gonna go out there because he's shooting shots. I mean, you're 35. Yeah, and that's the thing. You can't. You know, and Fizdale, you know, he utilized those guys last year, and he's a very, you know, big fan of those guys. But for him to get his system, like an NBA coach doesn't have 10 years to come in here and, you know, waste. Like he's he wants to get his system in there and. He doesn't want to be the coach that doesn't let lead the Grizzlies into the playoffs. And if you keep dr- extending these guys that are in their mid to late thirties, thirty-five years and up, like it's going to run out. Like it will happen. 
Is there? So you don't want to be the guy that has him on the roster a year too long, and you look like you're out here playing in a different league than the rest of the the, the NBA. So trivia question for you. Uh oh. Are there any plus thirty five year olds in the league still active on a team that can't shoot a jumper? No, I would say. Unless it's like, uh, Juwan Howard would have been one of those guys, probably. Yeah, but uh, Mbaba uh, Mute, but he actually can hit like a corner three. I don't think there's anybody like that age that can't. I mean, that's. I mean, you, you're getting into like. I mean, Matt Barnes is up there, but he can hit a shot. Thirty-five, uh, is he? He's got to be like thirty-four. I feel like he's close. He's probably up there, but. Hold the phone. I mean. Oh, I mean, I think we're going to see. He's thirty. He's what? He's th- yeah. As he he was in college a lot longer than a lot of these guys. It's that's what that's what fools you. I mean, Mike Conley has the most experience of anybody on our team. Like he is even more than Mark. He's younger, but, uh, but yeah. I mean, I think you know, kind of bouncing off that. Like, I think the two guards going to be as it has been in the past. It's going to be a question. I think Selden probably has a a stronger hold on that just from playing in the playoffs last year and, and showing some stuff in the summer and really be, I mean, he's not, he hasn't really shown that he can shoot the ball consistently, but I think he has the best, uh, I guess, upside at that starting position. If you, if I don't, if you don't go with Selden, I think you go with somebody, a stop gap like Troy Daniels and you kind of, it takes a little more strategy because you're going to, you know, mix and match a little more and you're going to sub early but I think you go with a you know a, a Troy Daniels, and then you bring in somebody like Selden or Tyreek off the bench early, or Chalmers off the bench early to 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 spell him, and you just play with your lineups a little bit different. But those are the two guys that I would say I'd rather see there. Well, you got Dirk, Jason Terry, Ginobili, Vince Carter. Those are the four oldest guys. They can all hit jumpers. And the, I think they're all on. They're all still playing, right? Yeah, Jason Terry is he still playing for somebody. Who? Jason Terry. Yeah, he was with uh, Milwaukee last year. I don't know if he's still there or not. But. Retired. Mike Miller, he's retired. Matt Barnes is still active. Jamal yeah. Crawford, I forgot he's thirty-seven. Yeah, Jamal's old. And Udonis Haslam. Yeah, the lifer. And you got Richard Jefferson. Yeah. So there's actually, I mean, but those guys can those guys can shoot a little bit, but I think uh, I don't know. There's a, uh, this summer left a lot to be desired with guys like Deontay Davis. Uh, I mean, we expected him to come out in the summer league and look to be a rim protector, rim runner, just to show that energy uh, to be a you know kind of the second big off the bench uh, to spell Mark and uh, run that kind of five position. Uh, and really be able to play fast off the bench, which I think is what Fizz wants, to have some extra shooters like, you know, Troy coming off the bench, things like that, Tyreek running the offense. I think, you know, Dylan Brooks probably going to get some run on that bench unit too. Uh, I think he wanted Deontay to be the the rim protector, you know, kind of defensive poor man's DeAndre Jordan at this point kind of player, and he really didn't show any energy. I mean, he showed it. He, He didn't show much improvement I guess in summer league I don't know if that's a product of the environment big guys generally don't have productive summer leagues just because of how the game is played and how it's not really fundamentally sound but I do think that he's still our best option there I don't I don't think that I mean if if we don't get rid of Brandon Wright then I guess he's going to still be an option there too but uh, I do think that Deontay is going to still contribute pretty well this year continue the track that he was on last year Deontay will be useful in the future I'm not. I don't yeah. think it'll be this year. Well, we knew last year it wasn't. It was going to be a process for him. Um, yeah. And also, I wonder what what will come of like Ivan Rab, Terrell yeah. Martin. I mean, we may have to cut ties with Terrell Martin pretty soon. Right. Rab has. Uh, I mean, Rab. You know, he kind of had a little holdout situation there, where it was he. I think he was offered a two-way contract, and that's not what he was looking for. Um, I don't know if that's been decided yet or not. I know they said he was in some kind of little pickup game the other day with some guys, but uh, I think he's a guy that yeah, he will get some run. Uh, but you, you you're right. If if they do, you've had you've seen three years of Drell Martin. Do you 
me personally, I'd rather see Jarrell a little bit more than Rab right off the bat, but maybe the Grizzlies are done with that. Maybe they want to cut ties. Maybe they're just going to cut a player if they can't get a good trade. So, you know, I mean, I think Brooks probably is the rookie that gets the most playing time, though. I agree. I think Brooks will. I think he's just the, the role will be there. I'm not – I mean, James Ennis has is, is contributed, you know, a lot last year, but I just don't think that uh, – the the way the roster is this year, I don't think there's going to be much of a role for him. I think he's going to kind of get lost, and he's not a good enough scorer to really uh, affect the game much. Uh, but we'll see. Maybe he can play some small ball four. I think it's going to be a little interesting. But, Ennis? I mean, there's not really many other roster moves besides us waiting on Jamichael. I would say Ennis will still be a pretty decent role, if not better. I mean, maybe he does. Maybe in a lesser role, he's actually more impactful. That's that could happen, too. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. He had to play a lot yeah. last year, which gave mm-hmm. him a lot Spot of... starter, too. He made a lot of mistakes in the first part of the years, but, I mean, towards the end, he started becoming really good. And if you got him, right. him and Wayne Selden and guys like that coming off the bench playing decent minutes... I think yeah. that will pay well, you saw You saw Ennis get a lot of wide-open threes last year, which in our the way our offense has run in the past, the, the three-man gets a lot of those shots because of the threats elsewhere. And that was supposed to be Chandler's position. Um, and Chandler won't have as much room as Ennis did because he's obviously a better threat to shoot. But I think that all kind of culminates. Like People still didn't respect Ennis last year because he couldn't make the wide-open jump, consistently make the open jumper. So I think that that's another thing where it goes back to if Chandler's healthy, you're going to see a little bit more uh, the offense open up even more. He's he's literally, I mean, it's said over and over in this podcast and many others that he's the ultimate key to you know unlocking the potential. Uh, and if he doesn't, if he doesn't, if he doesn't produce, then he then we're probably like you said going to be a seven or eight seed or out of the playoffs. So that's kind of where we're at. I don't know if you guys have anything else that you you know wanted to talk about on the uh, uh, on the roster or not but I think that's kind of a good but before we know really what Jamichael's going to do I mean that's a that's a starter that hasn't even been signed yet so we need to, we need to get that going we need to get that uh, get that get that contract signed as soon as possible we're out of the playoffs if uh, Kevin Parsons doesn't have a you know average of 10 5 and 2 a game yeah I guess I'm yeah. I'd say, I'd say you need him like fourteen to fifteen points, but I mean, yeah, anything is is better than what it was. Anything's so, better than a busted name. Anything's better than a bust. Anything's better than the question. Like, I just want him to be like not on a minutes restriction, which he won't be. So, thank God for that. But um, but yeah, I mean that's um, that's kind of our rundown, our idea of the group. We went a little over under, kind of a little little game there. So. Uh, we we all kind of feel like uh, the ceiling for the Grizzlies is is right there, you know, forty five wins or so, and realistic, you're probably, you know, 40. low forty low forties, more realistic uh, if you want to, you know, really put some money on it. But um, you know, yeah, I, I think it's going to be if, an if we had to, if we had to say anything, you're high on the Grizzlies, and I'm, <laughs> I'm more cold. Yeah, exactly. And I I mean I was I was higher last year too, and almost I think the over under last year was like forty four or 45 games and I'll remember actually right at 43 which I don't think we made it but before yeah. the season thought I thought it was a shoe in yeah, yeah. I was like oh yeah let's go I'm glad I didn't do it but uh, but yeah I mean it's same same old story different year a little a few new pieces but same old thing got to beat the teams you got to beat transition And it, fun fact of the day as well, though, Mike, traffic court, expired insurance. <laughs> no, it was expired license. Expired license. So Even worse. Okay. Yeah, Memphis, Even Tennessee, traffic court. You can only imagine the wholesome people in in there with Michael Powell today. So. Fun facts of the day. Hey, man, as, far as, as far as anybody else knew, Mike was just one of the gang. He was there. Yeah, Mike. Can't was. really tell anybody apart. Mike was suited up. Mike keep yeah. asking me if I was an attorney. <laughs> Just because you're wearing a suit. <laughs> yeah, Michael's You can't up. solicit out there. They have to come to you and ask if you're an attorney. 
Oh, so people were actually asking you. No, they I'm just kidding. I, oh. was, I wasn't dressed as nice as the attorneys this morning. But you, legit, you legitimately, golf if ball. you're... Yeah, no, it wasn't a golf ball. Button up, no tie. Oh, uh, what a slacker. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure you can't, like, approach people at the courthouse as an attorney. They have to come up to you and ask, like, if you're an attorney. There's probably some dumb rule about that. It is. Listen. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. That was on a random. Well, uh, kids. <laughs> anyway, kids. Anyway, make sure you renew your license. Make sure you renew your license. Make sure you have a valid insurance card with yeah, you at all times. That too. That's more acceptable than the license. I mean, like, come on, Mike. People forget to print out their new insurance card. Now you know you can just you know if you have it on your phone, you can just show them on your phone. Didn't know that. You know, it's like take a screenshot of it or something. Technology these days. Wait, your phone has a camera? Does it have a camera? <laughs> Front facing? <laughs> but yeah, guys, we're uh, we're we're going on and on. We're out of time. Uh, but uh, we'll close uh, we'll close the pod. We'll uh, we'll have some other stuff coming. I mean, it's not much going on right now. I want to kind of break this off into some other uh, tidbits about sports too. You know, not necessarily just the NBA because you know the football is coming up and stuff like that. Might have to have like a fantasy football minute or something because I just love that stuff. But, but, uh, but yeah. It's uh, thank you, Mike, and thank you, Blake, for joining. Uh, wish Walker and uh, Chris, our other past contributors, the best. I think they're uh, re retaping. I think they're taping quality from the spot. The, the you know their Premier League slash or soccer slash Premier League more specific pod this week so uh, wherever your podcasts are sold find that one there um, so but yeah nothing else from you guys I'm gonna get it get us out of here it's been uh it's been real we look uh we look forward to not having Michael Powell on the next time so we can get some better content but yeah Mike has to pay seven dollars per episode. Per episode, so <laughs> and if we go over an hour, so ten minutes, I mean ten seconds from now, Mike also has to double. I was about it. to say, got to double. We have like five seconds left. Yeah, hey, seven dollars, so kiss my ass. It's been all <laughs> 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 from that one. <laughs> it's sounding all. All right, guys, we'll see you later. Been real. Trap. Think it's a game. I came up from nothing, nigga. You can't tell me shit. Yeah, did it on my own. Check out my neck, check out my wrist. Yeah, I swear I ain't never expected it to be like this. Now, nigga, getting rich. I swear every day we lit. Yeah, man. every day we lit. Yeah, you can't tell me shit. Yeah, remember I was broke. Yeah, now I'm getting rich. Yeah, yeah. when you diamond colder than a bitch, then you know you lit. When you quit, you take a nigga bitch, then you know you lit. Every day we lit. Yeah, every day we lit. Yeah, every day we lit. Vodka run, put it on my arm. Take count of the 50 with my mom. The ball done. All my car came from. My chain glowing. I ain't going, man. Look where we came from. Uh, all your bangles got my name on it. She want me to put my name on it. I got the hottest 16, one of the best you ever seen. But she like it when I sing on it. I came up from nothing, nigga. You can't tell me shit. Yeah, did it on my own. Check out my neck, check out my wrist. Yeah, I swear I ain't. Never expected it to be like this. Now nigga getting rich. I swear every day we lit. Yeah, every day we lit. Yeah, you can't tell me shit. Yeah, remember I was broke. broke. Now I'm getting rich. Yeah, yeah when you diamond colder than a bitch, then you know you lit. When you quit, you take a nigga bitch, then you know you lit. Every day we lit. Yeah, every day we lit. Oh yeah, every day we lit. Oh yeah, every day we lit. Oh yeah, every day we lit. Yeah, every day we lit. We lit. Wait to get that new drop, put that on my block. I just copped a new beam, put that on my Glock. I done step my game up, got my change up. I swear on my niggas, I won't never change up. Rolly all of my wrist, rolly all of my bitch. I ain't going back, bro. Now when nigga get rich, I did it all on my own. Then nobody gave me a loan. Now my diamonds on froze. Now I'm fucking niggas hoes. I came up from nothing, nigga. You can't tell me shit. Yeah, did it on my own. Check out my neck, check out my wrist. Yeah. I 
out, so I ain't never expected it to be like this. Now, nigga, getting rich. I swear, every day we lit. Yeah, yeah. every day we lit. Yeah, you can't tell me shit. Yeah, remember I was broke. Yeah, now I'm getting rich. Yeah, yeah. when you diamond colder than a bitch, then you know you lit. When you quit, you take a nigga bitch, then you know you lit. Every day we lit. Yeah, every day we lit. Oh, yeah. Every day we lit. Oh, yeah. Every day we lit. Oh, yeah.